ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Canada, the UK and Australia, and in the states of New Mexico, New York, and Arizona, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 125,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is walk the labyrinth. Find a labyrinth in your area Indoors or out and walk it. Before you enter it, set an intention or say a prayer asking for what you want to release and receive. As you walk into the center, you will release what you no longer need. In the center, you will hear answers from your limitless higher self, God, the universe. As you walk out, you will be lighter and move more into your true self. If you are just beginning to recognize that we are more than our physical bodies, or if you want to experience a deeper connection with the spiritual realm, the labyrinth is a safe and easy place to begin. It's designed using sacred geometry, which protects those in it from negative energies and enhances the positive spiritual energy, making it easier to connect with your inner wisdom in the spiritual realm. The labyrinth has a long history. King Solomon had one in his temple, and the cave drawings in Crete show that labyrinths were used at least 12,000 years ago. In 1996, the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artrist reintroduced the labyrinth and has helped popularize it throughout the world. I have attended her retreats, and I have also led several walks. Each time is unique and wonderful. After one of the walks I led, we were sharing our experiences and discovered that every person in the group had received a physical healing related to their back. Sometimes there's a shared group experience like this one was, and sometimes each person has their own unique experience. 
One of my more amazing memories was when I was at Chartres Cathedral in France. After I finished walking the labyrinth, a woman came up to me and told me that she and I had been in the center of the labyrinth when she was saying a silent prayer, asking for a sign that her friend's young daughter, who had just died, was okay. She looked up to see me begin skipping in a joyful way. It was only then that I remembered having had an irresistible urge to skip. It was as if I had no choice. It made no sense to me until her explanation. She had tears of gratitude, and I was grateful to be the messenger giving her peace of mind that this little girl was happy on the other side. You can walk the labyrinth with family, friends, strangers, business associates, or alone. It doesn't matter. Each time, it's profound. Investigating your past lives is another way to experience the beauty of our souls and the magic of connecting with the spiritual realm. One way to do this is by attending my next workshop, Past Life Group Regression. Past lives are often the source of limiting beliefs, confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences can create faster and deeper change. For instance, I worked with a widow who had an overwhelming fear of dying alone. During her regression, she discovered three past lives where she died sad and alone. Seeing where her fear originated and realizing that those circumstances were nothing like her current life, she was able to easily release her irrational fear and be at peace knowing she has a large family and many friends who love her. As with this client, my regression process will help you discover what you need to know, let go of what's hurting you, and keep the positive. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience two past lives with my expert guidance. Understand the reasons for your current life circumstances. Release the negative influences from your past lives. Gain new self-awareness and empowerment. Enhance spiritual well-being and peace. And learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to listen to, uh, to register for my Past Life Group Regression Workshop. We'll meet Saturday, July 20th at 2 p.m. at the Dallas Meditation Center. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for additional or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area, like the Ohm Awakening or Discovering Silver Linings and Hope.
Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present lives and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Mark Ober, who's here to talk about proof of telepathy, remote viewing, past lives, and more. I received these emails after our show last week with Dr. Daphne DeMarniff on learning to live together with integrity, vitality, and love. The first one was very helpful show. I enjoyed your interactions with your guest and her message was very well expressed. The second email read, your conversation with Dr. DeMarniff made so much sense that it caused me to pause and reflect on what I had learned from my childhood. In doing so, I realized that my multiple failed attempts at a lasting relationship was behavior that I learned from my parents and my siblings. Her advice provides those of us who continue to struggle with a positive way to move forward and create a world where we can perhaps finally experience a comfortable and nurturing family group. I will definitely be picking up a copy of her book for my own relationship journey. Daphne made the fascinating point that our growth as individuals picks up in marriage where our childhood left off. We must learn to be aware of our emotions and how to articulate them. A healthy marriage has conflict. The question is how we handle the conflict. The goal is to try to listen to your partner with respect and a desire to understand. Marriage is two full human beings coming together to share their lives. Each person must continue to grow and have a light life outside of the partnership. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more unhealthy relationships, please listen to some of our shows like July 14, 2016 with Linda Bloom, Creating Your Unique Relationship. June 7, 2018 with Charlie and Linda Bloom, Using Adversity to Strengthen Relationships. And December 6, 2018 with Karen Aberley, Build Powerful Relationships by Understanding the Invisible Dance. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. 
Now it's time for my silver lining story. I'm going to read a letter I received to help illustrate some of the extraordinary experiences people are having. The veil is getting thinner between the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Consequently, more of us are having psychic experiences in our dreams and our waking life. What used to be thought of as woo-woo or science fiction is very real for more and more of us. My listener writes, Dr. Paula, I found your radio show this past Friday after doing a search on spiritual entrepreneurs. I have experienced a lot of change in the past two years. I quit my job, moved twice, started living as a minimalist, getting rid of many possessions and gave birth to my daughter. So much change and I still felt a void. I realized all my life I've been trying to fill a void. I started seeking clarity and meaning, often asking myself what all this change meant in my life. I read blogs and articles and finally three months ago I found out I was having a spiritual awakening. Since realizing this I have experienced an acceleration of this process and have felt feeling sensation and memories from my childhood that I have not felt before. I hired a career coach because I felt called to return to work, but I'm not sure if the job I had before was the right fit for me now. In working with her, I am finding a lot of fears I have are from my childhood. I have been trying to work them out. For several weeks, I've had a recurring vision where I'm standing dressed in white and presenting to a group of women sitting at round tables with white tablecloths and flowers on the tables. And I have a white easel board to the left of me, and on the left side of the easel, there is another person. I couldn't see her face, but I knew this person was helping me present and was also dressed in white. I started listening to your on-demand episodes on Friday. On Saturday morning, I was curious about your background and your books that you mentioned on your show, so I went to your website to find more information. As I was looking at your bio, the picture posted of you caught my attention immediately. It matched the vision I had, and I immediately knew the person next to the easel was you. I knew it immediately. Later that morning, as I was showering, I had a vision of a lion. It was random, and as soon as I finished getting ready, I looked up the meaning of the lion. I found it means strength and courage. I didn't know what to think and asked, what does this mean? This morning, I followed my curiosity again and searched your name on the web, and a video came up on the YouTube That caught my attention. It was a video titled Finding True Leadership. And when I saw that video, I heard you talking about lions and leadership. And immediately I knew there was a connection there with my previous visions. As I am writing this to you, I am feeling so many sensations in my body. I feel a tightness in my chest and butterflies in my stomach and a tightness traveling to my throat. I am crying tears of joy because everything feels right. The universe is sending me signs that I am on the right path. I would love to talk with you as I feel that this connection with you has a deeper meaning that I don't understand. I have many questions about what I am feeling and the voices I am hearing that I think you could answer. 
I have no doubt that her spiritual guides were leading her to me. She was open and following their promptings. As we learn to do this, our lives become so much richer, rewarding, and full of wonder. Our guest today, Mark Gober, understands this kind of adventure. His worldview was turned upside down in 2016 when he happened upon podcasts, which changed his understanding of science and led to his writing, An End to Upside Down Thinking. Mark is a partner at Sherpa Technology Group, a firm that advises businesses on mergers and acquisitions and strategy. Mark has been quoted for his opinions on business and technology in Bloomberg Business Week and elsewhere and has authored internationally published business articles. He also represents two-time Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Dr. Irvin Laszlo's Institute of New Paradigm Research as Director of Corporate Relations. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, code to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Then read about and register for my new workshop, Past Life Group Regression, or contact me to schedule one in your area. Your question for today is, what experiences have you had that are hard to explain unless you understand them from a spiritual perspective? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mark Gober to talk about proof of telepathy, remote viewing, past lives, and more. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paula, Dr. Paula. Joyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what experiences you've had that are hard to explain unless you understand them from a spiritual perspective. And I'm so pleased to welcome Mark Gober, who's here to talk about proof of telepathy, remote viewing, past lives, and more. Welcome, Mark. It's truly a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and and to chat with you. Well, thank you. Would you begin by telling us a little bit about your journey? Because um, I liked your words, you stumbled upon podcasts. And and it was so much like the letter that I got that I thought, okay, here's another synchronicity that, you know, <laughs> was, um, <laughs> was really a sign that we're all on the right path and all connected. So um, I, I would love for you to share how, um, because your initial path was so different. Well, I would say this journey has been an unexpected one for me. As you mentioned in my introduction, uh, my background is in business, and I still work in business. But uh, about three years ago, I, I was not familiar with any of the topics that we'll be discussing today. I had a very traditional education, traditional business background. The topics like telepathy and past lives and consciousness were not really on my radar, let alone scientific evidence for those phenomena. And I actually was not seeking these things out. I was listening to podcasts in a variety of areas, some in business, some in health. And one of the health shows I was listening to, it's called Extreme Health Radio, interviewed a woman who mentioned her own psychic abilities and her abilities to heal people with energy. So I'd never heard a person speak about these topics before from personal experience beyond maybe science fiction or um, something that sounded really, really out there. And here I heard a person who was describing firsthand experience and sounded like she was um, serious about what was happening. So I ended up listening to that interview and her name, the woman's name is Laura Powers. She has her own show called Healing Powers, which she mentioned during that interview on Extreme Health Radio. So I decided to listen to Healing Powers because I was looking for a new podcast. And over the course of a few weeks, I ended up listening to all of Laura's episodes from 2016 all the way back to 2011. And what I found was that there were many people who were describing a picture of reality that was very similar, but it was one that I was not very familiar with. So I was left with a bit of a paradox in my mind because I thought I had a picture of how reality worked, and yet I was listening to people from independent perspectives, completely disconnected from each other, describe a very similar view, and that conflicted with my worldview. So I was left with 
um, a very a big sense of confusion, and that led me to do more research, to read books, look at scientific papers, and I, I went down the rabbit hole pretty quickly and spent a full year of researching as much as I could because as I learned more, my view of reality shifted dramatically, and it was shifting how I viewed life and looked at everything around me. And ultimately, after that year of research, which is about two years ago now, I decided to write the book, and then to Upside Down Thinking, which was published in October. So uh, how did your worldview change? Um, what, what was so startling to you that drove you to, to such in-depth work? My view of reality, or my previous view of reality, is the one that's held by much of the scientific community, but it's, it's what's kind of taught implicitly in much of the education system. It says that our, our consciousness, which is the awareness that we all have right now, anyone listening to this discussion, has a consciousness that is experiencing the listening of this. So we all have consciousness, and what I had assumed and what science assumes is that, that our, our consciousness is simply a product of what's happening inside of our skulls. We have a brain that is very complex. There are complex chemical and electrical reactions that are occurring, and as a result of those reactions, Consciousness emerges from our brain. If you believe that, then it implies that when the brain turns off, in other words, when the body dies and there's not a functional brain anymore, there is no consciousness. There are no memories. There are no feelings. There are no emotions because those are all a product of things happening in your body. So when your body dies, our awareness, our consciousness goes away. So that is how I used to view the world. And because of that, I thought that life had no meaning which is actually, I think, a rational position if I assume that the brain is producing consciousness because how can there be meaning when after, we, after the body stops functioning, uh, we can't remember anything because there's no consciousness. So this is something I kind of struggled with in the back of my mind, but I thought it was a foregone conclusion that science had made. When I learned about the research that I described and I, I talk about in my book, I was hearing evidence that challenged this perspective that maybe consciousness isn't just coming from the brain. Maybe consciousness is actually independent of what's happening to our body. And maybe there is actual meaning to life well beyond what I had thought. So that was a very uh, big realization for me, just the possibility that that could be true. And at first it was very disorienting for me to have to rethink everything. And I think it's what propelled me to research so much. So, and and I think that's the best place to come from is really trying to make sense of life and and um, in a broader sense when when it's personal, you know, um, how does this affect me? And so, when when you started discovering um, all of this research, and then you began to see life as going beyond our physical bodies, um, not only after death, but really during life as well, that we're not just what's in front of us um, and what we're able to see, but it's also a consciousness that goes beyond, um, you know, beyond what science um the the scientific mind that you talked about used to believe. That's exactly right. I think there's a tendency for us to become biased by what we can see with our eyes. And we sometimes forget that our eyes 
We even know this in science. Our eyes can only see a very limited picture of reality. There are many forms of light that we can't see, for example. So it's easy to forget that, wait, maybe there are things happening beyond what the eyes can see. Maybe there are, are things happening that we should be open to. And instead, at least in, in my case and perhaps the case of, of others, we're so biased by what we are just perceiving with our ordinary senses. So that reminder has always helped me to say, wait a second, what I think is true is based on a very limited perspective that I can perceive actively with my body, and if I want to be open to reality, which we don't know very much about as a scientific community, then I need to think that maybe there is something beyond the ordinary senses, and that's what the science that I was looking at seemed to back up. So what is the proof um, of telepathic or psychic abilities? The the way I think about it is that there's very, very strong evidence for it. I'm always hesitant to use the word proof because um, we we don't know exactly what's going on, but we're seeing effects that seem to align with the picture of consciousness that, um, again, challenges this view that consciousness is just limited to our bodies. And I'll just quickly describe that, and then we can move into explaining how that could explain psychic abilities. The analogy that I use in the book to explain consciousness is one from Dr. Bernardo Castro, who's a philosopher in this area. He says that we should imagine that all of reality is like a stream of water, where water is like consciousness in the analogy. Each of us is like a whirlpool within the stream. In other words, we have kind of boundaries, apparent boundaries of separation, and that's why it seems like we're all individuals, but we're connected as part of the same stream of consciousness, fundamentally even if we can't perceive that all the time. So that model has a few implications. If, you, if, if we just accept that model as being a rough metaphor for how reality actually works, then imagine if some of the water from my whirlpool gets into another whirlpool. Analogously, that would be like some of my consciousness getting into their consciousness. So that would be like a mind-to-mind or a telepathic ability. So in other words, this model of reality, this stream model, predicts that psychic abilities would happen. Telepathy, for example, that, that is not a paranormal occurrence under this model. It's expected. So that's one important implication. Another important implication is, let's just say one of the whirlpools in the stream dissolves into the broader stream. It stops being a localized whirlpool. That would be like when the physical body dies, consciousness doesn't die. It simply transitions into a new state. So under this model of the whirlpool and the stream, Consciousness doesn't die when the body dies. So I just wanted to lay out that framework, framework because I think that that might explain some of the results that we'll discuss in terms of the science. Does that make so, sense? But before you go on, so it seems to me that what you're saying is a concrete example is in that letter that I read where the woman who talked about um, being in a room with a lot of women her giving a speech and um, and there being round tables and so on, she perfectly described a um, talk that I gave and a to a group of women with those round tables. I was wearing a white dress, and as she pointed out later, she discovered that picture on my website. But she wasn't there. She lives in another state. She had no way to know about that, and yet it was in her dream. It's very possible that that, that is a symptom of this broader picture of reality, that, that we are interconnected as part of the same stream, 
and therefore these occurrences can happen that seem to fall beyond space and beyond time. And that's, that's how I view consciousness, consciousness kind of being outside of space and time, and therefore it's possible to, to know something that's far away, known as a non-local uh, connection, and also know something that's at, at a different point in time. So consciousness is beyond time and beyond space, and that explains many phenomena like that. Okay. All right. Well, go on. I just wanted to concretize it. It's, it's important to do that because I think we all have individual experiences. And when I, when I learned about, about this science, it, it was kind of um, helping me understand experiences I've had like that that were hard to explain by just using math and probability because it seemed too, uh, too remote to say that it was just pure chance. But back to telepathy. I'll give an example of one of the classic studies that's probably easiest to understand, which suggests that we all have at least very subtle abilities to have a, a kind of mind-to-mind communication. And I think it's an important point to emphasize that the studies show a very subtle effect, but it's an effect that's there. In other words, what I'll describe is not 100% telepathy, but it's beyond what chance would predict it should be. And that's the key distinction in science, at least. And the name of the study... Um, there are many studies in tel- that I, I reference with regard to telepathy, but the one I'll mention called the Gonsfeld experiment is one that has been replicated many times by many different scientists over uh, decades. And the design is as follows. You have one person in a room. We'll call that person Bob. And Bob is put into kind of a relaxed meditative state by the experimenters. You have another person in another room. That person will call her Jane. Jane is shown an image by the experimenters. And she's asked to try to mentally send what she's looking at to Bob in the other room. Bob doesn't know what she's looking at. Neither person claims to have any special psychic abilities. And so Jane just goes along with it and tries to mentally send what she's looking at to Bob in the other room. And Bob is, is just kind of hanging out there. Uh, afterwards, Bob is shown four pictures, one of which was the image that Jane was allegedly trying to send using her mind. If there were no effect at all, Bob, or the person who is in Bob's room throughout the experiments, should guess the correct picture one out of four times, or 25%, because there should be no effect if there's no telepathy. But instead, the person in Bob's room guesses correctly closer to 32% of the time when you combine all the results. And it becomes a very powerful number when there are many trials run. This is, it's known as a Six Sigma results in, in science, meaning the odds that this is happening just due to a chance occurrence is more than a billion to one. So the 32% versus 25% is indicating that there might be a subtle telepathic effect between everyday people that's occurring, which our current science should, does not predict at all. Wow, that's that's huge, <laughs> um, and and that would even account for uh, you know differences in um, I don't know. Usually, there's a plus or minus variation for uh, um, when you talk about statistics, but but that's um, that's remarkable. It really is, and it's it's a type of study that has been challenged many times because the implications are so vast. And what seems to be occurring over and over again, even with different procedures, and when you combine the results, it is approaching this closer to 32% number, which is indicating there's an effect that our science can't explain, and we, we need to, I think, rethink reality in order to account for it. But if we go back to the whirlpool analogy, 
all of a sudden, if consciousness is this broader picture, we might be able to explain this kind of effect. It might be some water from one whirlpool getting into the other whirlpool. Fascinating. Um, so how do you talked about some of your own personal experiences? Would you be willing to share one with us that makes didn't make sense before with your old way of thinking about the world and life and but makes sense now? I think coincidences that seemed uh, hard to explain, like the odds of, of, of those things occurring just seemed very low. And it happened very often where um, maybe I would think of someone and then get a text or an email from that person shortly thereafter, and maybe it was someone that I hadn't thought of in years. That, those kinds of occurrences started to happen much more. And I can't prove that any of those are psychic, but they just seemed to me to be uh, explainable if we incorporate this picture of reality. And the reason I like the laboratory experiments is that it, it gives a possible explanation for those experiences where um, it just seems so remote that I could think of someone and then that person would somehow enter my sphere. It, 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 it's hard to explain using logic. I mean, what I tried to, what, the way I used to think about things like that was, well, um, there's always a, a small probability that this could happen. And over many, many trials, we're bound to get a, an outlier occurrence. So it must just be a chance occurrence. And now I question that. Now it feels more like you really did have an awareness that this person was about to call, and so the thought of them came into your mind first. And I, I think, and we're about to go to break, but I think that, um, you know, you mentioned something about there it happening more often. I think as we start to believe these things and view them as not chance, but uh, but possibly um, something real that's happening, even though we can't see it, um, or or to, or as you say, truly prove it. But the evidence mounts. The more we acknowledge the that possibility and start to believe it, the more these things begin to happen because we're more. I think because we're more open to it, and we're also recognizing the legitimacy of it. Um, so, okay, let's, we'll talk more after break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed they change from the inside out creating lasting change and self-empowerment now on your paper write down how are you going to expand your own intuitive and psychic abilities stay tuned we'll be right back with mark ober to talk about proof of telepathy remote viewing past lives and more
Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how you're going to expand your own intuitive and psychic abilities. And remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Malkades can help you. And I'm so glad we're here with Mark Gober talking more about proof of telepathy, remote viewing, past lives, and more. Um, Mark, I, I, I I love um, the way you talk about things and and the um, evidence that you have gathered. Would you? And I during the break we were talking about the United States government re- remote viewing program. Would you share more about that with us? Remote viewing is another one of the psychic phenomena that I, that I discuss in the book. E- each of the chapters in the book has. Um, evidence for different phenomena. So there's a full chapter on telepathy. We discussed one study. There's also a full chapter on remote viewing and a, a bunch of others. Remote viewing is the ability to see or perceive something that is far away that you've never seen with your eyes. And it's like accessing a part of the stream. If you're in one whirlpool, it's like being able to access water that's in another part of the stream and perceive what's there. The U.S. government ran a program for more than 20 years using this phenomenon for psychic spying purposes. And in fact, for my, I have a forthcoming podcast that will be coming out this summer. It's called Where Is My Mind? I interviewed Russell Targ, who ran the U.S. government's program out of the Stanford Research Institute. He was a laser physicist, and he worked with people that were, that had extraordinary abilities in this area. I think the most extraordinary case that I've come across is one where there was a downed Russian bomber that was lost in an African jungle. This was in the Cold War era. 
And the radar systems couldn't find it, and there were important things on that bomber, so they, everyone was looking for it, and it was lost in the jungle. So they used remote viewers to try to locate it, and they were able to find the downed bomber in the African jungle. Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter confirmed that psychics were used to find this, and it's, cases like this, I think, are incredibly remarkable because they, again, challenge the picture that is conventionally held about consciousness, that our consciousness could somehow access something that's far away that we've never seen before, and no one knew where this bomber was. So it's, um, it's again, suggestive of the non-local nature of consciousness, the more expansive nature of it. And that's just one case out of many that have been documented for remote viewing. Fascinating. And I know you also have some um, proof of past lives. Um, That's also wonderful. Please, I'm sorry, I'm going to use the word evidence um, for you. I believe in it, so it's proof (laughs) to me, but I understand your sensitivity. So evidence about past lives. Well, Dr. Paul, I'm always trying to appeal to a scientific community because I think our science needs to shift to account for this. So, and because of that, I'm very uh, targeted with the language that I use. Proof is, has a specific connotation in the scientific community, and that's, that's why I'm using evidence, but I completely understand your perspective. And I've, I've talked to many people who have had so many direct experiences that it's not even evidence at this point. It's just a known fact. Um, with regard exactly. to past lives, the research... With the research that I draw from is from the University of Virginia at their Division of Perceptual Studies. They have been looking at cases of children who have memories of a previous life for over 50 years, and there are over 2,500 cases. In the most compelling cases, the child, who is usually between the ages of two and five years old, starts spontaneously speaking in great detail about a life that the child should not know anything about. And in the best cases, the researchers are able to find the person that the child is describing. The most compelling cases to me are actually ones where the child also has a physical manifestation that aligns with the previous life. So sometimes the child will have a birthmark or a physical deformity that aligns with how the child or how this person died in a previous life. So there seems to be something that is transferred from life to life that is mental in terms of memories and preferences and emotions, but also physical where the body, whether it's a birthmark or a deformity, that is related to the previous life. And sometimes the medical records show that a person did die in this manner in a past life, and the person, the child that's claiming to be that person has uh, corresponding physical issues. So to me, that is, is moving into the realm of uh, potentially rethinking medicine because the conventional view of medicine says that our physical form is affected by our genetics, and it's informed and influenced by the environment that we're in. And that's kind of it. Our genetics and our environment affect the way we are physically. Here, we have, in, we have something with regard to birthmarks and physical deformities that doesn't relate to genetics, and it doesn't relate to the immediate environment. So what the University of Virginia's professors call this is a potential third factor in medicine, which is it's mind-blowing to think about that. If there's an entire factor that is currently being ignored by modern medicine that needs to be incorporated, we could see major changes in medicine if, if there's a broader understanding and investigation of this topic. Wow. Um, that, that is new information for me. So that is really fascinating. And are there people really looking into that now, taking that seriously? 
there are pockets of people, and I give the University of Virginia a lot of credit for taking the time to look at this because it's a controversial topic due to the, the challenging nature of, of what's being proposed here. This would uh, suggest that we need to shift paradigms that have been longly uh, held for a long time. And because of that, there's resistance to study these topics. And that's one of the reasons I decided to write the book, to put all the evidence into one place, whether it's past lives or telepathy or remote viewing and many other after-death communications, because I think the scientific community needs to start investigating these areas if we want to have a more complete picture of reality, which I think any scientist would acknowledge we're missing a lot. We just don't know what it is. And I think these areas, which someone might call an anomaly, meaning it's something that's not well understood, if we assume the mainstream ideas to be true, these are anomalies that don't make any sense. But if we adopt a new picture with a whirlpool and stream analogy, all of a sudden we can make sense of this. So it's like one whirlpool stops being a whirlpool, and some of that water forms into a new whirlpool. That would explain this kind of past-life reincarnation suggestion of the, uh, the work at the University of Virginia. Beautiful. And I, I, it, uh, we're almost out of time, but if you could just take literally a minute to um, give us an idea of the implications that all of this research that you've done and all this evidence... Um, that you've collected, how is, can that make a difference for world peace and personal happiness and, and love and beauty? I think on a personal level, the notion that we are much more than our bodies and there's much more to life than what we can see with our eyes on a day-to-day basis, that I have personally found to be empowering. And many people I've spoken to who have gotten into these topics find that as well. It gives an individual a much greater sense of meaning in life, just, just having that knowledge. But I think the, the biggest implications relate to interconnectedness, the notion that while we seem to be separate, at the level of consciousness, we are interconnected and we're not as different and separate as we might think we are. I'll give an example from near-death experiences, which is another chapter in the book. The near-death experience is a case where a person typically has some kind of a physiological trauma, so they might be in cardiac arrest. In other words, the brain is barely functioning or it's completely off, and yet sometimes the person reports hovering over his or her body and observing things in the room that are uh, accurately reported upon being resuscitated. One of the things people report is known as a life review. And this is reported across the board, not every single near-death experience, but it's just been reported throughout the ages um, in some cases where the person experiences his or her whole life in a flash and observes how he or she acted towards people. One example that has really had an impact on me is that of Daniel Brinkley, who I interviewed for my forthcoming podcast as well. He's had four near-death experiences, and each time he had a near-death experience, he had a life review. And it started from the beginning of his life and got to wherever he was at his life. So he, each time he had incrementally new things that he had to re-review for the first time, but some of it he had to review four times over, including his experience in Vietnam, where he told me he killed many people and was vicious in combat. And during his life review, he had to experience the deaths of the people that he killed through their eyes. And not only that, he experienced the pain that the child would have we're no longer having a father because the father had been killed. This experience of the life review and seeing things from multiple vantage points suggests, again, that we are interconnected and that our actions have rippling effects 
on the world around us. So that's one of the messages that Danian gave me, and it's something that comes up in near-death experience research, that we are accountable for what happens around us, and we should, when we appreciate the interconnectivity in the life review, we also feel the joy that we give to others. That's something that Danian and researchers have expressed, too. So I think that awareness of the possibility of a life review, which, by the way, any people who study the near-death experience, what they tell me is the life review is just part of life. So whether we like it or not, it will happen. If we just acknowledge the possibility that that's true, how might we live each day differently, or even for one day, to think about how we're treating everyone around us, whether it's someone in our immediate family or the cashier at the grocery store? What I hear is that the little experiences, the things that seem little to us, like the person on the street or just the everyday person that we run into that might seem inconsequential in daily life actually means a lot in the life review. Thank you so much. And I'm going to add, and also people at the border and the way we treat everyone, we are part of of that, um, what's happening, even if it's not in our immediate physical uh, surroundings. But we're part of the world, and therefore how, how people are treated everywhere. Um, we have a, a role in that, too, and it impacts all of us. Thank you so much, Mark, for um, all of your work and for being on the show. And I encourage everyone to purchase an end to Upside Down Thinking and to visit Mark at markgober.com. And I'd like to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, um, learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life progressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving fear and anxiety, 21 steps for healing the body, or discovering hope and silver linings. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. I also want to introduce you to Archangel Malkades, who's the Archangel of Spiritual Transformation. Ask for his help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to expand your psychic and spiritual life. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Malkades, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me follow my guidance and intuition. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me connect with the people who will help me awaken spiritually. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he's helping you because he is. Please join us next Thursday right here for a replay of my 
uh, conversation with presidential candidate Marion Williamson on spirituality and politics. We also have new shows on July 11th with Lucinda Back and White on Reclaiming Wild Happiness and July 18th with returning guest Cat Young, this time talking about training and healing your cat. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.